You're listening to Ion Dixie, a public affairs program that focuses on issues, bringing them into the public eye. I'm your host, Michael Bigler, and we will be talking about depression today, what it is, its symptoms, and how to seek treatment. As my guest, I have Garen Goldbranson, the director of Dixie State University's Health and Wellness Center, calling in. Thank you for being here with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Garen, before we begin, can you tell us a little about yourself, your experience? Yeah, of course. As you mentioned, I'm the director of the Booth Wellness Center. My background is um, as a doctorate in clinical psychology, which I've been licensed and currently have been practicing or working seven years, primarily in colleges and universities around the country, and most recently here at Dixie State, starting back in July. So you're definitely the person to come to for this. Um, there are many good qualified professionals, but I am one person you could talk to, sure. So, Garen... I feel like depression can't be stressed enough, and I feel like people know about it, but they don't really understand it. Can you give me a definition of depression, what it is in medical terms? Absolutely. So both the American Psychiatric Association and the American Psychological Association, which I'm a member, um, define depression as it's more than just sadness, um, but rather the common and serious mental illness that negative reflects, one, how we feel, so that is our emotions, two, how we think, that is our thoughts, and three, how we act, our behaviors. And it's really that combination of those three, our emotions, thoughts, and behaviors, that you can see how pervasive depression is and how it affects us on every level. And what causes depression in most people? Well, that's a great question. That, that can be um, a variety of things can affect individuals' experience with depression. Um, frequently, um, stressors, life events, things of that nature can exacerbate existing mental health concerns and may lead to depressive type symptoms or a depressive episode. Um, conversely, though, individuals may also experience depression without any identifiable stressor or event, but may have either history or predisposition to depression. And it's important to know there are several factors that may play a role in someone's experience of depression. Those can include um, biochemistry or neurology, someone's genetic makeup or background, their personality or even temperament can affect that, and certainly environmental factors, things like experience of trauma, um, stressors like I think most of our listeners are aware of currently with pandemic, with um, social political stressors, certainly financial stressors. If you know people are unemployed or things, those stressors can lead to or can worsen depressive symptoms. And how many people would you say suffer from depression? What we know is depression is perhaps one of the most common mental disorders. Um, currently, there's an estimated 17.3 million adults who have had at least one episode of major depression. For our age range of our students, so 18 through 25, the prevalence of depression among those individuals is about 13.1%. So almost one in five folks, or one in six folks, are experiencing depression at any given time. And that's particularly concerning right now, and there's new data that has showed that that has affected people, um, specifically during this pandemic. We worry a lot about at our counseling center about isolation for our students and others and how that does affect them. Um, and while many people may meet criteria for depression or may experience um, significant depressive symptoms, and as you mentioned, many are unaware of how depression is negatively impacting them or unaware that they even are experiencing depression. And that goes into the next question. How many people may suffer from depression and not know it? Um, so those are those estimates, I don't know the exact amount, but I would from anecdotally, from my personal experience, there are a number of people who are experiencing depression and uh, may not know about it, or it may seem mild to them, or they may seem as if it's overblown, but frequently um, they are meeting that 
that criteria while we look at those symptoms. Yeah, I've had personal experience with depression myself. My family has all had it. So I know that it can affect everyone in the world. Absolutely. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who's not been personally impacted by depression, either in themselves, a close family member, a friend, or seen it firsthand. This, this is one of those um, mental health concerns that does affect all of us. It's rough, I know. I think what we're doing, and I really appreciate you having us, having me on your show, is talking through this because I think one of the best ways we can collectively work through this is to acknowledge there's an issue, try to reduce stigma around things like depression or other mental health concerns. Oh, of course. And then really encourage our listeners and other people like, you know, this is a, a common issue and it's treatable. There are other things we can do. On that topic, actually, what are the symptoms of depression? How can people recognize they might have depression? Yeah. So if we break down depression, I mean, that's a kind of a larger term. There are multiple uh, mental health disorders that may have depression as a part of those. Um, but if we look specifically at, say, major depression, um, there are nine distinct symptom clusters that we look at for depression. And while there's only ne- while there are nine symptoms, an individual may only be required to have five to meet criteria for MDD or major depressive disorder. So it can be variable, right? So depression can look different in different people. There's not a cut and dry answer or a one size fits all when it comes to this. Some things to look for, though, um, in self or others, is if um, you're experiencing depressed mood. If you're experiencing a second anhedonia, that is loss of pleasure or interest in activity, things you once enjoyed seem less fun. Three is if you experience, and this goes either way, either significant weight loss or gain or any significant change in appetite, either increase or decrease. So some people in their depression, that's an increase of appetite or weight gain. And for others, it's decrease. You lose appetite. Other things to look for, um, for is if you experience any sleep issues or concerns, particularly insomnia, not sleeping enough, or hypersomnia, sleeping too much. If you feel like increasingly like agitated or um, kind of restless, you know, it's hard sitting still. You find yourself pacing around a lot. If you feel any lethargy or fatigue, um, slowness, sluggishness. Thought-wise or feeling-wise, if you experience any feelings of worthlessness or inappropriate guilt, that seems to consume a lot of your time. Um, If you're experiencing any cognitive changes, so that is difficulty with thinking or concentrating, any ruminative thinking, so you're thinking the same things over and over again. And um, there's also, if you're experiencing any thoughts of death or suicide, those are clear indications of depressive symptoms. And what can untreated depression lead to? Like we mentioned, there's different... um, things we look at as far as severity, depression can range from mild to severe, and frequently it can be comorbid with other mental health concerns, anxiety, PTSD, substance use. Um, what con- is concerning, if left untreated, depression can lead to worsening symptoms. It can increase the likelihood of comorbid disorders like the ones I listed. It can significantly impair one's daily functioning, right? So that starts to impact academics, and, you know, your work or employment, your relationships, whether that's with family, friends, or loved ones. Um, fortunately, though, we do know that depression is very well researched and is treatable, frequently through use of therapy or medication. So while untreated, it can exacerbate, it can worsen over time. What I often encourage people to do is if you notice these symptoms in yourself or others, seek out, get help. The earlier, the better. Earlier intervention is often the best because we're able to kind of cut it off of the past, if you will, like really get a handle on it before it becomes a concern. 
So as soon as you start experiencing symptoms such as low sleep and thoughts of suicide, that's when you should go seek treatment? Or before then. I often tell people, when do I need to seek treatment? The answer is right now. Like if you're experiencing some of these symptoms, um, they're unpleasant. They're not something we want people to, to struggle with. The mistake I most frequently see people make is that they're suffering with symptoms of depression. Sometimes they feel, you know, my symptoms just aren't bad enough to get help. And frequently they'll wait months before reaching out. So oftentimes when I'm seeing people in my office, I feel a lot of empathy towards them. So we're sitting there, I'm like, oh, if we'd reached out months ago, we really could have got a handle on this. You've kind of been suffering needlessly for this time. So when we can work with people, when it's appropriately diagnosed and treated, there's much higher, higher likelihood for early remission and less likelihood for frequent Sorry, for future reoccurrence, if we can address, you know, depression early and often. Yeah, I do want to say that I've had a conversation with a friend once where they were going through a hard time and they said that they didn't want to tell anyone because they felt like everyone else was already going through a hard time and didn't want to add to their problems. Yeah, and I hear that a lot. And I understand that that point of logic and I've heard that. Um, But just because other people are suffering doesn't mean your suffering is also needless. Right. You know, it looks different for different people. I think sometimes, and this is also has to do with mental health stigma, people worry and are concerned that if, if seeking help, that's almost acknowledgement something's wrong or there's weakness or I'm not deserving of that. I frequently point out to people, you know, one of those hallmarks of depression is that cognitive distortion, right? This belief of worthlessness or guilt. So just in that, the depression is feeding itself. You're saying, I'm not worth going to get treatment. I'm not worth having this. And absolutely you are. You know, that's what we want to do is we want people reaching out because in those moments we can get that support for you and really help you move through that. So where can people go to seek treatment for depression? So we have a really wonderful resource here on campus for our DSU students in the Booth Wellness Center. Um, The student fees that you're covered every semester pay for those services. So we are able to do counseling services at no cost to students, which is really fantastic. Um, In addition to that, there's also a number of really competent and great local mental health providers, psychologists, counselors, social workers. We also have local psychiatrists we frequently refer out to and work with. Um, So these are available resources in the community that we are happy and happy to help students out with or others and help them get in touch. I will also note that in case of mental health emergencies, so if someone's experience of depression becomes really severe or acute or, you know, there are specific causes of suicide or concerns for people's well-being, we do have a really wonderful resource in the community over at Intermountain Healthcare called the Behavioral Access Center. And um, that's the inpatient unit people can go get checked into they will do a thorough assessment of folks get them set up with services as a way to keep people safe if they are indeed experiencing thoughts of suicide or death thank you for bringing those up i didn't even know about that last one where is that again it's over at intermountain healthcare so it's a brand new wing of the hospital they opened up it's fairly new and they provide um, kind of a hospitalization care for people in acute mental health stress or crisis my gosh we need to get that out to the public more i didn't even know that existed a really cool thing that's happening, too, on a um, national level is uh, they're rolling out a new system next year. You're probably familiar with 911, as is everybody. They have a mental health hotline that's going to be universal. It's 988. 
It's not available yet, but they're pushing that through, and that'll be available. So in a mental health emergency, you can contact that number and be connected immediately with a live counselor to kind of work through crisis and help people get resources. Well, the sooner the better, right? Yeah, I agree. You did mention the Health and Wellness Center here at Dixie State University. Uh, Can you also tell us where exactly that's located? Absolutely. So we're located um, at 1037 East, 100 South. And that, um, if you're looking kind of at campus, that's directly east of the testing center. Most people are familiar with where the testing center is at. And we're just across the street from there um, in that building. We are available from 9 to 5, Monday through Fridays. You can call and book an appointment or you can go online and do that. We are continuing to see students and offering appointments right now, both individual and group services. And um, unfortunately with COVID, we're, we're doing that online via Zoom, but um, we're still seeing a great amount of people who are reaching out for services. And we're very appreciative of that. And We really want to continue to serve our community and our students. And people can see you at the center, right? They can book an appointment with you? I am one of many really great counselors we have over there. So I have some available time. We also have some great social workers, um, another one of our psychology interns and other really great counselors that oftentimes when people come in, they'll be seen first for a screening and we'll sit down with them, go through kind of their concerns, talk about um, kind of diagnostically issues, things that might be going on. And then we work with the student or individual to set up an ongoing therapy appointment with um, what we try to do is find a really good fit with one of our counselors um, and working forward with that. That's great. I hope a lot of people come to see you after this. I sure hope so, too. And we do as well. That's why we're there. And we, we hope to be able to help our students. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Garen. Absolutely. And um, I appreciate you having us, having me on and I really would encourage listeners to please be, please be mindful of um, your own mental and emotional health. And one of the best things we can do for mental health treatment isn't just sort of like treating depression as it comes. It's really preventative mental health. So consider things like your sleep, nutrition, physical activity. Um, right now is a particularly challenging time, I think, for a lot of people. I would really advise people to really take your mental health seriously. Find some routines and some consistency in your life around those things as a way to, for lack of a better word, preventative maintenance from depression or other things. And if should the need arise, you do need to reach out and get additional help. That's what we're there for. I 100% agree. And I also want to stress that as well. Seek help for depression as soon as you can, even before you get symptoms, just as Garen said. It's really important for your mental health. And we have a great resource here at Dixie State University, and that is the Health and Wellness Center. Also, if you or anyone you know is having thoughts of suicide, there is a free 24-7 suicide depression hotline, and that number is 1-800-273-8255. Once again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Thank you very much again, Garen, and you have been listening to Ion Dixie. Thanks for tuning in.